They treat cats so much differently in Europe, dude. It's really funny. I was just remembering this. This is like the most stereo. This is going to be the most stereotypical sounding story. But I asked Hillary, I'm like, so I was reflecting about how we always had cats in Italy, but they were never allowed inside and they just mm. hung out outside. And I was remembering what they used to feed it, dude. They would feed the cats pasta. <laughs> the cats would just eat. How insane is that? In Italy, the cat eating pasta. Uh. Like whatever we didn't finish at dinner, we just threw it outside. The cat just fucking ate the pasta. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio. Julio. I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined by Julio Gallarati. Hi there, Francis. Hi, Julio. How are you? Welcome home. Thank you, man. Good to be back. You've been far and beyond. I've been ripping it. But first... We are also joined by Ryan. Good afternoon. And Chris. Good morrow. <laughs> and the squad is here. The squad is ready. The squad it's is here. Been, and uh, we've, we've not seen each other in a week. So um, in our lives, that feels like a long time. Julio, let's start with you. Yeah, I had a big trip. I will say that. Let's, let's say this. So we had European wedding. It was a wonderful wedding. I was very close with the bride. And of course, now the groom. Um, and it was really, really nice. I really recommend the the European wedding if you have it. A lot of people are like, oh, the European wedding. Uh, you know, I get that it can be a burden and it's expensive and whatever. But if you commit to turning it into vacation, you swing back into the other direction because for half of the trip, you're not spending money because you're at a wedding. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So like you mm. get a block rate. On the hotel, most likely, and while day to day, you're not spending money on stuff. So it's actually a good way to like have a vacation where the amount of money that you spend on the vacation is like palatable. Yeah, you know, and you start to almost thank the the wedding people for giving you a, a reason to take a trip that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Exactly, exactly. So we had a great trip, and it was quite an adventure, man. There was a lot of bouncing around. It was planned perfectly, in my opinion. Went according to, thank you, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. It went well, it was planned well. We started in Croatia, Mm. um, which is funny, dude. We're about to board the plane and we see there's two dogs that are going to be on this flight. Mm. The dogs begin fighting with each other at the gate. Then as this like giant cloud kind of goes over the airport and there's like thunderstorms in the forecast, lightning begins. I'm like, oh shit. And they're like, hey, if your plane gets, if your flight gets canceled, da, 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 da. And it's like one of those things where... Sometimes your flight getting canceled can like ruin your entire trip. Mm-hmm. So we were like really crossing our fingers. I sit down. The dogs are nowhere near us. I'm like, okay, that's good. Dude, I'm not kidding you. An hour into the flight, the woman, one of the people with one of the dogs come back and switch with a guy who's in coach with us. And the guy got upgraded. He's like, oh, what? Okay. They upgrade the guy to, to first class. Was this, was this your flight from America to? Croatia. How were you doing that? Where, how did it go? What do you mean? Did you fly New York to somewhere? No, then, direct. To where? Dubrovnik. Oh my God. And was this a flight that you and Hillary were like mixed on? Yes. So it's funny. So they, <laughs> they, they broke us up. I requested a refund and got the refund for that. Now, which, which brings up another question. I said to her, I requested a refund and received the refund just so you know. 
wasn't anything crazy. It was like $54. Hers, I think, was $48. I booked them for us. But I've given her that information. Should I also attempt to get it for her? Or now that she knows that I've gotten it, I need her account to do it. I need... Should she now be up... Should it be up to her? I know she's not going to do it. I don't really understand what... What, what what I don't know about this. Why do I not know? I, I, they changed the airport. They changed the the plane, which then broke us up. And then to be together, we needed to pay, which was bullshit. Okay, so so could you then where find out wherever she was sitting and then use your refunded money to choose the seat next to her? No. So this is the thing. So I didn't get refunded then. I got refunded later because you had to fly first before you requested the refund. But they moved us in a way where there was no two seats next to each other besides preferred seating, which you had to pay for. Mm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, we both paid to switch to be next to each other. Yeah. Um, I think that I've just paid for them both, but I Venmoed her for, what, for her share. She Venmoed me, whatever. But I, it was on her account. So I even looked to see if I could do it for hers too when I did this. Didn't, that wasn't available. I see. So I've given her all the information she needs to do it. I know she's not going to do it. Should I, knowing that, be doing it for her? Or if she doesn't care, she doesn't care, and that's it. That's a good question. That's a good question because, you know, busy work like that, fighting for lost money, is one of world, the world's most painful <laughs> pursuits. <laughs> it truly is. I mean, you, the, it's, it's automated systems. It's needing frequent flyer numbers credit card numbers it's having to go on hold and it they it's it's a labyrinth that they intentionally create to discourage you from hunting down those marginal fees that you've lost and yet as we've said when you do recoup them 54 dollars back from an airline especially like an airline from another country well it was united Okay. But still, yeah. Is worth more to me than like finding $300 cash on the street. <laughs> it is nice to earn it. It's, it's just, nice it just it. it's nice to know that you unfucked yeah. the fucking of a company. Totally. That wanted to, to wanted fuck, to fuck you. you. And I will say this, it's a lifestyle because there's little tricks they do to make this hard. If you ever have a situation where you're going to need to ask for money back, keep your ticket. Because it's going to be hard to find your ticket number. Yeah. Your boarding pass will have the ticket number nowhere else. You won't be able to find it anywhere else. And you're screwed. My, my buddy, Dave, who you know, is his, he, he makes his whole living and life about this. <laughs> Dude, he's so and funny. he wants to start a company, and he's been talking about this for years, that would hire people to spend the time that you don't want to spend hunting down this kind of money it exists by the way and he he wants to call it persistent man incorporated <laughs> because that's all it is it just requires somebody who's yeah. be willing to be persistent spend the time yeah and you know um i do think that uh you know that's sort of on up to hillary to decide if that amount of money is something that she wants with that said the times in my life where sierra has worked on my behalf to get a an insurance check rerouted because it was sent to the wrong address and I was on her insurance plan and it finally comes and she has to spend a whole morning figuring that out and that money comes. I don't know that there is an act of love greater yeah. than her finding lost money from the 
fine print clutches yeah, of yeah. these big, big corporations. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And I, she's I, like, I did that for you. I'm like, I will really do nice. anything for yeah. you. I, I think I would need for her to come back. If I start asking her for information while she's gone, that's going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. So, but but I, maybe I should do this. This would be nice. This would be a nice thing. Yeah. We had a really, dude, so I've, I've given Hillary away. She's in Europe. Pre- pre- Wait, briefly. Before you say that, yeah, it would be nice for you to do it. But if you did it and spent a lot of time, and you were like, "Here, I got you forty-eight dollars," and she was like, "Hey, I didn't need that." She might go. She might just be like, "Very nice, honey." Yeah, in a way that implies that she doesn't give a shit. If she didn't, <laughs> if she didn't honor the 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 you, you know traipsing down to the engine room of the submarine and fussing with the mixed wiring and sweating (laughs) and and really and doing that it could it could work against you guys (laughs) it could be a step in the wrong direction how dare you not acknowledge no she would definitely acknowledge it and she would probably say something like you know i tell my parents that like you're really good about this stuff like Mm, like mm -hmm. willing to spend time for for this kind of stuff yeah but we had a really romantic moment in the airport oh we spent a lot of time together, you know, eight days, little bickering, little like she's running late for the shuttle for the wedding and I'm getting mad at her. And then I pick a route to the parking lot that's wrong. And she gets mad <laughs> to the point where we got in a fight every single time we headed to the wedding. So I didn't tell her she looked nice one single time. Oh, no. That we then that we then that we then joked about because she'd be like, you didn't tell me if I look good, by the way, because we because we were fighting and we'd already made up at this point. It was almost like a married couple bickering. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a real fight, you know? Uh, but anyway, lots of time together. We're finally in Milan. We're at the airport. We're parting ways. She's leaving from a different terminal. I'm in uh, terminal A. I'm in terminal B. She's in terminal A because she's flying into Europe. So I'm about to hit the lounge, about to hit it hard. She ha- can't go because we have to go through passport. She's about to depart. She's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to head to my flight. And I was like, okay. I hugged her and then I'm like, I'm not ready to depart. I was like, I'm going to bring you to your flight. So I walk with her to terminal A or whatever. And I watch her as she gets on the plane and walks down the thing. Yeah. And I don't leave until she's out of sight. And she keeps looking over her shoulder and I'm still there. And she keeps looking over her shoulder. I'm still there. <laughs> and I never left, Francis. <laughs> I never left her side until she was gone. It was such a wonderful moment. Thank you. Thank you. It was so sweet. And we even talked about later how it was romantic. And I'm excited to see her. Wow. I'm excited to see her. Uh, and this, it was nice, bro. This you know? is good. Good bonding, good time spent together. And only it's getting better and better. Mm. Uh, so I, we had such a nice time. Uh, you got to part well. That's really yeah. good. That's really nice to part well like that. It was really nice, yeah. Wow, really well, good. I should probably tie the knot on the dog story as well. Just so oh, guys. okay. Yeah. So middle of the flight, guy gets upgraded. One of the women and the dogs come back. Bro, this is the <laughs> biggest German shepherd I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And I'm like, I look at Hillary and I'm like, oh, fucking like, are you serious? Like, you know, I'm just like so annoyed, so annoyed. And dude, he was such a good boy. Oh, oh my. He was the best boy in the world. Wait, did he have his own seat? No, he just laid right on the ground. He didn't make a sound and he didn't That's move. a big dog to be under someone's feet. Massive, dude. And the people. How is he that was even with, possible? The people he was with were huge too. So a huge row of people. Oh my God. I, I can't really picture how you could fit 
a, a dog of that size. I know. In coach at your feet and in dude, United. This was a small plane for an international flight. Like mm. it was like two, three, two, uh, like two on the side, three in the middle. For an international flight, that's like small. Two, three, two? Two, three, two. Okay. And, and narrow. It yeah, felt like I was yeah, going to Tampa yeah. or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a, it was like a color a Colorado it's probably flight. Seven seven seven, right? I, I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know much about that stuff. But but uh, so I was really impressed, and I made sure to find the dog in the airport when we were waiting it to get our bags. I told the people how he was such a good boy. Then I talked to him and said you were such a good boy. Mm. And Hillary goes, "Did you just go and talk to them?" I was like, "Yes." She's like, "What'd you say?" I said that he was a good boy. She goes, "Did you ask if you could touch him?" I said, "No," but the energy was there that they were fine with it. Oh, you just, you touched the dog without saying, is he friendly? I didn't go. I said, he was such a good boy. And they went, oh yeah. And then I looked at him and I was like, you are such a good boy. And then I just naturally caressed him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It seemed yeah, fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So do you make judgments when you see people like that about whether or not you think the dog truly is an emotional support animal? Uh, absolutely, bro. And some old woman was sitting next to us when we were getting on the plane as the dogs were fighting and she looks at us and she goes, if you respect the rights of everyone, the majority have no rights. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Wait a minute. What does that mean? <laughs> Meaning like these people being allowed to bring their fucking stupid loud dogs on the flight fucks everybody else on the flight over. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, lady. Well, so I mean, right <laughs> off the bat, you bring an emotional support or any kind of service slash emotional support animal onto a flight and the first thing it does is start fighting with another dog what the fuck the the gig is up agreed you you, the, you know the cat is out of the bag that dog is not right. an emotional support dog you went to some fucking bullshit doctor <laughs> on the boardwalk yeah. to get some bullshit certification maybe you even bought it on ebay yeah. put that dumbass harness around it and you're faking it because any true service animal, and maybe I'm equating and I shouldn't be like service animals and emotional support animals, but anything that is in the service of, of helping people who need it should be trained well enough as to not, um, not fight. Yeah. What could be more un- destabilizing to an emotionally unstable person then watching this important piece of its life fucking rage and and ferociously rip at the throats of another dog. I know. War is destabilizing. Very much. Very much so, dude. War is destabilizing. Put the cat back in the bag. I can't think if, of, an, of something other. I mean, even if the dog took a shit in the aisle, that would be to me less destabilizing if I needed the dog for emotional support than watching it fight another dog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Dude, I'm picturing a dog taking shirt in the eye and some guy being like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. You're right, you're right. Dogs fighting it's, is absolutely It's insane. that, it's humping, it's eating food it's not supposed to do. There, There's a checklist <laughs> of things that emotional support, at least maybe this is just my qualifications, and maybe I'm over-crediting emotional support animals, but I know for a fact that with service animals, that a, a, something they are required to do, like an, an, to know that they've graduated to the black belt of service animal and can <laughs> and can go into proper service, is that they can ignore food that sits in front of them unless they are given permission by their right. owner well to eat it. And right. that goes for like Labradors who are root, you know, known to be voraciously hungry and can't resist food. 
they have to be trained so well that you can put a, a fucking bagel on its nose and it just sits there like, huh, you yeah. want me to flip that up or right. you give me the look, I'll do it. Um, and why are these dogs fighting? Like the dog, were you bringing a guard dog? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why is the dog fighting the other dog? What, what was the other dog that was, fought a German fucking shepherd? It was like, a, it was another big fucking dog, dude. It was like a big, uh, like Australian, whatever the fuck. Okay. You know, those like dogs that don't have the tails. They're cute. I forget what it was called, what they're called. I mean, taking on a German Shepherd, that's... So they're like... Rrr, 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 rrr. Yeah, Like deep, yeah. deep tone. Why? So why, why aren't cats ever on planes? There's so much like... If, if a random cat like came and chopped on my lap on a flight, I'd actually enjoy it. I know the answer to this. Yeah, why? Cats can stay home. Oh, true. They're like easy. Yeah, that's a good point. You can leave cats. Yeah, true, true. true. They have their bathroom. They're independent. They have their... And they're indoor animals. Right, right. Um... They treat cats so much differently in Europe, dude. It's really funny. I was just remembering this. This is like the most stereo. This is going to be the most stereotypical sounding story. But I asked Hillary. I'm like, so I was reflecting about how we always had cats in Italy, but they were never allowed inside and they just mm. hung out outside. And I was remembering what they used to feed it, dude. They would feed the cats pasta. <laughs> the cats would just eat. How insane is that? In Italy, the cat eating pasta, yeah. like whatever we didn't finish at dinner, we just threw it outside. The cat just fucking ate the pasta. Uh, <laughs> But it's funny, they have a way less, like, uh, they're not as much like indoor pets, or at least in Italy, I guess. I don't know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I found that kind of I interesting. I get that. We used to go visit my mom's friends in Provence. Um, she, when my mom was in college, she, like, was a nanny for this family in France. Oh, nice. It's a pretty cool story, actually. She, she met them, she was connected to them, and she was doing her, like, post-grad studies in french or something and she uh went over there and the first thing they did was they were driving they were driving <laughs> from france to iran oh that's sick they drove from france to iran is this in like 1969 dude it was <laughs> i think it was exactly that really? the, <laughs> the year before the I, overthrow of the shah i I thought it was and the I, revolution wasn't that, that I thought that was 1979. Oh, so whatever, 1978? yeah. 1978. I thought it, I thought I might be wrong. About I thought this. that 1970 was when the oh. Ayatollah and the, the overthrew the very shop. Po- very possible. I could be wrong. 79. 79. Well done, Julio. Thank you. Thank you. And um, she drove with this family, and um, I think the the dad was like a State Department ambassador, so they were going to Iran to meet him because he was there. I'm and checking out this road there. trip while we're talking about yeah. this. Yeah, it's long. I mean, it's... Sick, dude. And they drove through Turkey and through cool. blah, blah, blah. And they got to Iran. And, and she, my mom was in this car with these two two young kids and then the mom. And the four of them drove, whatever, days. Sick. Uh, any idea how many hours it it's, is? It's loading right now. 60. 60 hours? Yeah, 60 hours. Dude, this could be a fun like uh, like Instagram page of just like random road trips that you can no longer yeah. take. Yeah, <laughs> and they did it, and uh, you know she got to. Sp- they spent I don't know a summer in Iran, and um, awesome, pretty cool. And How this cool was back when like everyone was wearing. You know, the, it was there was this crazy flourishing of progressive Western ideals in Iran right up to yeah the revolution in nineteen seventy nine. Persepolis is a great book and cartoon recommendation. I've read that the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really it win good. like a Pulitzer or something? It may have. I'm not sure, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. So, um, 
By the way, <laughs> I was reading that. It's a graphic novel, right? Yeah. I'm reading it. I'm on the subway. And it's like a noted uh, academic piece of, you know, high high achieving literature yeah. just in the form of a graphic novel. It's like a coming of age tale. Yeah, and uh, it's iconic yeah, and it's really fucking good. I was sitting and there was a there was a there were three people on the opposite bench on on the subway. The subway was pretty empty. And the three of them it was it was two girls and a very effeminate gay man. And they started talking shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> And all I remember, I'm, I'm, I've got my head in the, my novel, and the guy goes, he's reading a fucking comic book. <laughs> That's so annoying. I, I don't know why this happened. I don't remember exactly what happened, but he said that, and I almost wanted to be like, this is not a fucking comic book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a graphic novel with implications for society and lessons that teach the... Uh. Yeah, that's fucking... That's fucking but I up. felt so shamed by these people out of nowhere and i and i i, I was furious about it but anyway yeah that's funny dude moving back to the uh, present so my cool. mom did that trip and the one piece that i still remember that she told me was that um while she was in iran her great uncle back at home loved <laughs> caviar and said wow. hey if you find some caviar can you bring it back for me and she bought like a sleeve of tins of sturgeon caviar. Is that like the best kind? You can't buy it anymore. Wow. Because sturgeon are a whale? critically endangered. Oh, stu- no, sturgeon are fish, right? Well, okay. then maybe it maybe it's not. I, I don't maybe know, it's beluga. What whatever the one is where you're like you, you fundamentally are not allowed to farm that anymore okay. or or get beluga. it. Beluga. Beluga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she bought like ten tins and brought them back for wow. him. She said she bought them for like two dollars and fifty cents. And today they're worth like, bro, your mom thousands just, and thousands of dollars. That's cr- your mom's just out here doing all the shit you can't do anymore. Dude. I know <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, what a cool story. She lived a life. So anyway, um, I don't remember why we got there, but um, well, dude, that's crazy, guys. I told you that I was giving up on fitness. Well, I couldn't <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Summer is just too 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 crucial, too exciting. To, to try for and if you're looking to push your limits at the gym or jumpstart your fitness routine fitbod can help the fitbod app creates customized workouts based on your goals fitness level and available equipment it learns from your previous workouts and adapts as you improve it's the perfect companion to help you crush your fitness goals this summer workouts that improve as you do it's sort of tailor-made just yeah. for you you know you can lift change your weights and all that and track how you're doing it um, it's powerful technology understands your strength training ability studies your past workouts and adapts to your available gym equipment. And that to me is the biggest thing. It's like yeah. you, it gives you a workout based on what you have. It asks you a bunch of questions. It's a smart system. Uh, and especially for all levels of working out. If you don't know anything about working out or if you're an expert, this is a good app for you. Yeah. Spot on. So guys, it's not too late to crush your summer fitness goals. Just trust me on that. <laughs> try FitBod today, get 20% off your subscription or try the app free at FitBod at fitbod.me slash oops that's fitbod.me slash oops f-i-t-b-o-d dot m-e slash oops 20 percent off regardless uh yeah i had like a couple funny like flight changing mishaps so we we flew air serbia from montenegro 
through Belgrade to Rome. For whatever reason on that day, Montenegro doesn't have a ton of good flight options to Italy. The uh, the airport that we flew through, there's another one also that we we don't know about, but like in the capital city, the airport's really tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Podgorica. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you've been there before. I so, have. So we had to fly through Serbia. Bro, on our flight from Belgrade to Rome, we got downgraded, Ooh. which I, that's never happened to me. So I didn't even notice. <laughs> because I've never thought to like check the boarding pass. We paid to, to be in first class because it was cheap. It was short flights. It was like a hundred bucks. I was like, we're going to be tired. We might as well like have good seats. Mm-hmm. By the way, the seats weren't better, but still, you're in the front of the plane. You've, pe- you've paid. Yeah. Uh, and we just end up in 11A. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I spend the entire time, I'm like messaging Air Serbia. I'm like, <laughs> and Hillary's like, what did you expect? Like, this is a very random airline. I'm like, okay, but still, like, I expect them to have some integrity. Right, I like DM'd right, them. They right. got back to me right away. So I'm like dealing with that whole thing, but I've never heard of being downgraded before. Oh, I have a few friends that this has happened really? to. Really? And we were talking Check about the it. the boarding pass. We, I had friend, I had a buddy who we were flying home from a big, a big wedding in Lake Como a couple summers ago, you may remember. Yeah. And uh, we had all flown on, I think it was Emirates. Oh, sick. And on the flight home, we were in coach. Or maybe we paid a little more for like a emergency exit row seat in coach. Mm-hmm. So we had a good seat. And one of my buddies was flying business class on the way back. Because you could up... And he had paid like a full full freight for it. Right. And hadn't just upgraded. He'd paid full freight for his ticket. And we were... It was like... Uh, we, we had been partying at this wedding for four days. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were out till four in the morning, yeah. every night of the wedding, every night of the wedding, like the two nights leading up to it, the night of the wedding, the day after we were all just in the pool crushing after all spritzes, <laughs> fucking lighting ourselves on fire. And we had a flight that afternoon and this kid, this guy I know, his name's Jamal from, he lives in DC, was flying home on Emirates and he had, a, he had paid up for a business class seat and he was so excited oh, yeah. to just hit the emirates business class die in his plane seat for like the nine hour flight home and he got downgraded what the fuck he got downgraded to the last row of the plane no did they give him a (laughs) refund at least they gave they give him yeah they gave him something like flight credit okay whatever that sucks but he he said he it like broke his soul Because he was like ready to take a Xanax and just really enjoy it. And he was really looking forward to it. I, you know, as I said to someone like. Pour some out for Jamal. Flying, flying home coach is fine. Yeah. But, but when you go in with the expectation that you're going to be in business class and you get downgraded, it fucks with you. That's fucked up. Because you've geared your whole mindset towards this like experience. And re- level of relaxation, you have no anxiety coming into it. You don't care that it's a nine and a half hour flight home. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden that happens. Like oof, Brutal. Tough. Wow, dude, it's funny. So I've taken that flight multiple times. I know which one it is. It's EK 205, 410 PM. You know the flight number? From Milan. Do you really know the yeah. flight number? Oh my God. Dude, it originates in Dubai. I've taken it three times. I took it last summer when I came back from a wedding. I took it on the way back from Afghanistan yep. where I famously got we'll sick out of We'll never forget that. And then I took it yesterday. Oh, and, okay. Dude, that's why you know. That's how I know it. Yeah. That is an Airbus A380 
That flight, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I was looking into this yesterday. There are thousands of people on that flight. Yeah. I think that flight seats 2,000 people or something. What? May, that, I may be wrong about that, but I was looking into it yesterday, and I think it's literally, dude, it's a massive flight. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for the baggage claim felt like I was exiting the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, my God. It is dude. a crazy flight. Yeah. Did you say A388? Airbus A380s. A380s. Those are like those They've are the biggest ones. Them. They've discontinued them. They have they have a different plane now that's of that same size. But those are the ones that have the suites. They're sick, dude. Those planes do have the, the rooms. You don't yeah. even get to see them. Yeah. When you're when you're sitting in coach. Yeah. I executed the plan, which I think is a very good one, which is where you book the middle row because you're way more likely to be alone. Which is funny because so there was two women and me and an open seat. We immediately entered into this war of who was going to control the middle seat. Uh-huh. The woman's like, can I put my bag here? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> she puts the bag there horizontally. Slow, slowly she starts moving, or sorry, vertically. She slowly starts moving it horizontally, taking up more and more and more and more of the area. Uh-uh. I immediately put a pillow there in an L shape. I put my portable charger down. I'm like, this is mine too. Uh-huh. I then put my legs on the floor. Uh-huh. And I had to like rocket the whole flight, or I was gonna lose that spot. Wow! But it worked out. But it worked out. Good flight back. I ripped some flights this weekend, which is good. I'm not like it ha- my Piker status is slowly diminishing mm. against U3, uh, r- running the numbers up. I mean, I'm about to have, I'm about to have platinum on Delta. I'm I'm an eyelash from platinum on Delta without any card spend stuff. That's crazy. Just from, just from MQMs and MQDs. That's crazy. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I need the card thing to kick in, which it will soon. But, um, but dude, overall, great trip. It was a very, it was an adventure, dude. Mm. Okay, we fly into Dubrovnik, rent a car. Uh, we have the car there. I, I leave Hill Dog for the day, one of the days, and hit this like Bosnia day trip that was super fucking fun. Uh, well, I guess technically in Herzegovina or whatever. Not, yep. But I but, uh, went to Mostar, checked it out. A lot of good fun times there. Then we drove from Croatia to Montenegro, spent uh, you know a few nights there in this amazing hotel, dude. dude. That's crazy you did that. I've done that drive too. Really? Well, I drove from Montenegro to Croatia. Oh, nice, nice. We took taxis. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And you went Dubrovnik to, to Montenegro? Yep. So we went to Dubrovnik from Montenegro in three taxis. There were like eight or nine of us. We told the guy, hey, we'll pay you whatever, 300 euros. And he drives us. And it was a long drive. Yeah. And we got to Dubrovnik. And we're planning to take the boat from there out to Split. Oh, cool. And they told us that the boat was not running that day. Uh, so then we had to drive. Or, yeah, not to Split, to Havar. So then we had to drive from Dubrovnik to Havar, which is an additional. Havar's like, an island. Excuse me. So you, so you, you, you reverse Split in Havar? We went Mon- Montenegro, Dubrovnik thinking we could get boat from Dubrovnik to Havar. No boat. We then got back in the taxis and had to go on to split oh, shit. from Dubrovnik. Shit. So I think in all, we were in this taxi for nine hours. Damn, bro. Eight or nine hours or something like that. Brutal. Yeah, the rental car, like, and people are, like, intimidated by renting a car in another country. It's just truly the move. Just buy the extra insurance and you're good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, we drove and... The rental th- process, dude, I've never experienced an easier rental drop-off oh. in my entire life. The rental place was closed when we got to the airport, and we asked one of the other guys, they're like, yeah, just leave the key and the thing there and leave it in the parking lot, and you're good. Nice. And I was like, oh, that, it's just like leaving it in the parking lot right in front of the airport. It was sick. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that is, a, that is a significant drive. 
Wow, we did it, whatever. We stayed in this amazing hotel in Montenegro. As you know, Montenegro is a very underrated destination. Yeah. Beautiful. It's cheap. Cheap. People are really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that you know the, the Slavic countries have a little bit of a stigma for international travelers. Uh, if you can get over that, you can really uh, benefit from it. I have a little bit of a bad taste about Montenegro because I got very sick there. Really? I got really, really sick. From food poisoning? Yeah. Interesting. And um, it, you know, it might have been the water... It might have been whatever, who the fuck knows, but me and my buddy both got exactly the same thing at exactly the same Interesting. time. And we missed two full days oh, of I'm our sorry, trip. Dude. Could not leave our hotel room just, you know, sleeping, uh, running to the toilet, throwing up, going back to uh, sleep, running to the toilet, diarrhea. I have sleep. been there many, many times. Two full so days. I understand what it's that hell. feels like. It's hell. That sucks. Um, um, so, uh, that aside, I'm sorry to hear that, but. There's really beautiful bay that has like fjord-like mountains. Yeah. And you can do things like, for example, we rented a boat just for us for a short amount of time, granted, but through the hotel, it was a hundred bucks and it was a private boat. There you go. In Greece, that's 400 a person and you're with 15 other people. Yeah, right. We literally arrived to our boat in Greece and saw 15 other people and we're like, we're not going on the boat. And they're like, no, no, come on, come. And we're like, no. I was like, oh, we're scared of COVID. Because <laughs> like, I like, didn't want to have to deal with why they wouldn't understand yeah. why we want to do it. But anyway, so really, really fun. And then from there, we had like a, th- a 4.45 a.m. departure to drive to the Podgorica airport to get the only flight that was going to Italy that we would make it in time for the rehearsal dinner. Wow. Fly from there to Belgrade, have a nice time there for a couple hours, and then fly from Belgrade to Rome, rent another car, and drive three hours to the hotel. Whoa, yeah. that's a tough day of tough travel day. there. And yeah, but, but you know, thank God all went smoothly. And uh, Rome, like Italy, dude, the rental car situation at the airports is awesome. Like mm. they have Hertz Gold situation oh, wow. where you don't have to talk to anyone. Bro, we saw people waiting in line. I was telling Ryan and Chris before. You have to take a ticket like you're waiting for the deli counter. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes forever yeah. unless you have the thing, which our credit cards give us automatic gold status. Mm-hmm. Go right to the parking lot, boom, in the car. Made it in perfect time. Sweet. Uh, and had a wonderful time at the wedding. Uh, so it was yeah, great. Yeah, wedding looked pretty sick. The wedding was really sick. It was a really nice hotel uh, in Tuscany. Very, very beautiful. Mm. Uh, and it was great, man. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So now Hill Dog is on to more adventure or work? So Hill Dog has a work thing in, in Cannes at the end of the month. And she had like a five or six day thing in between. So I think her mother has met her in Paris and they're going to spend a lovely week together. She's going to work remotely and then on to her work event. Uh, so it sounds like a nice little thing. And you texted me last night and you <laughs> yeah. said, I'm home now for a week without hill dog and what did you say i said this could get real dark it's real about fast. to get real dark real fast <laughs> <laughs> i never related to something more in my life i'm just talking to the plant boy i'm like you know what dude it's just me and you <laughs> <laughs> we don't know when it'll yeah. be safe to go outside again yeah man i i know i know what you i know what that i think w- one way to really prevent yourself from sort of devolving into <laughs> madness when your significant other and co-inhabitant of your apartment is gone for a while. You just have to tell yourself, 
fundamentally, I need to not turn this place into a, a mess. Yeah, yeah. I need to not turn this place into a shithole so that it gets worse and worse and I'm just living in hell and then I have to make a massive effort to turn it around right before she gets back. Totally. Because you can you can order shit food, you can kind of stay up late, you can drink, you can do all that <laughs> and still be okay. But if you start really leaving trash around and clothes and not making the bed and all that, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, that gets that gets dark. That's dark. That gets dark. Yeah, <laughs> just keep it tidy and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, the walls will not start to close in. <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful that it's it's going to be okay without her. Um, we definitely have some had some separation anxiety, uh, but you know, hopefully she'll have a nice trip. And uh, yeah, dude, I feel hopefully it'll be a good couple weeks. We'll mm, see. Mm. We'll see for sure, bro. Boy, oh boy, there's something romantic about coffee. Ain't that the truth. When your lady brings you a cup in the morning, <laughs> you say, boy, I married a gal. <laughs> She's the love of my life. I love this coffee from my gal. Is there anything better than that first sip of from coffee in the morning? Gal. It's like getting your first kiss every single day. It's euphoric. Stella Blue Coffee. That's our brand. That's Delicious. our jam. They can't do it. Nobody can. Shout out to Big Cat. They support pets, unlike Big Coffee. For every purchase, a portion of the proceeds goes directly towards helping Paws Animal Shelter. We all love dogs on this on this show. Helping dogs find homes. Help them. Uh, you can get yours tomorrow. Available at StellaBlueCoffee.com and next day shipping on Amazon Prime. Get your coffee now before they sell out. Stop waiting in line at Starbucks, ordering on confusing apps, using all those plastic cups that go straight to landfill. Get the hell out of there. Having your name spelled <laughs> wrong on the cup, none of that's good. Coffee should be about you. Stop wasting it at Starbucks. Go to StellaBlue.com, StellaBlueCoffee.com. Use promo code OOPS for 10% off your order. And do us a favor. Please enjoy your just your coffee. Don't waste that beautiful moment. Well, I had uh, I had an interesting weekend up in Pittsburgh. Have you ever been there? I've never. Uh, I've been like in the metropolitan region, but I've mm. never actually been into Pittsburgh. It's a really beautiful city, yeah. and I don't know why people don't talk about it more in terms of, I, I, I didn't even get the sense that Pittsburghians, Pittsburghers, <laughs> Yinzers, <laughs> I didn't even get the sense that they, because I kept saying that to them, I was like, I can't believe how green it is here. You guys have rolling hills and mountains yeah. all over the place. And they kind of brushed it off as though either they didn't know, they didn't care, or that it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, but I, I, I was blown away flying in. I felt like I was flying into fucking Maine, dude. Cool. It was um, truly stunning. They've got the, the, they're at the confluence of those three rivers. Mm -hmm. um, Which rivers are those? Uh, the Allegheny, the Allegheny, forgive me for butchering that. Um, what else we got there, Ryan? Yeah, I like. The, is it the Ohio? It's probably the Ohio River. Okay, and then one more. Um, is it the, Allegheny? Alle I, I've never yeah, heard the, the pronunciation. Allegheny, the Monongahela, 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 and then the and then the Ohio. Um, and they said that unfortunately none of them are swimmable. Which mm. what a, what a tragedy when you learn that. that. But 
Very few seem to be. And and also, I learned <laughs> that um, the city where I thought I would be greeted by hordes of steel workers and, you know, furnace charred men of labor and men emerging from the earth with with sparks <laughs> being brushed off their shoulders and molten ore you know <laughs> crusted and hardened onto their steel-toed boots lava solidifying in their hand and yeah just you know <laughs> removing like a helmet with that weird visor in the front <laughs> being like hey there welcome to pittsburgh I learned that, you know, the whole steel industry collapsed in oh, the 80s God. and uh, the 90s, and they all left because the, I don't know, it, it, it fell apart and only to be, rep- and there was a massive um, exodus because in the 50s, Pittsburgh had grown to a, a pretty sizable city, 675,000 people. And by the 90s, it was almost half that. Wow. And I think they then rebranded as a tech hub. Oh, cool. And healthcare, cool, and have ushered in a lot of young people, and have have seen growth, and and it, you know, it's one of the safest cities to live in in America. Wow. Um, this is a great ad for Pittsburgh. Dude. It we really should, is. We get on, them on payroll. It's only a fifty-eight minute flight from New York. It's in a good spot. Their airport needs a facelift. <laughs> it was dark and dim. Mm. It is not in good shape. It looks like a bus station from whence children go missing. <laughs> Sounds like the Managua airport. Yeah, it was not good, but they have a massive renovation under underway. I, I think almost a completely br- brand new airport, which was supposed to be done in 2024, and it, now it's looking like 2025. So they're they're working on it. They're cool. aware. Of, I think it's a 1.4 billion dollar renovation. Jesus. Um, and 446 bridges. In wow. Pittsburgh, um, another fun fact. And all of them are they. It's where they filmed uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. So you see all those bridges, and you're like, "Oh, Bane blew that up so that the children <laughs> couldn't leave." Um, and Gotham, uh, yeah. take control of your city. <laughs> Did not know Chris had that one. That's pretty him. good there, that Chris. Was very good, Chris. And Robin <laughs> tells the kids to get back on the bus. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, "What's that gonna do?" And he's like, "You gotta give them hope." Um. So yeah, those bridges are everywhere, and it's cool. Um, and yeah, really lovely city, lovely people. They're they're really putting a lot of money into it. Things are new, and uh, you know, Sierra came actually. Oh, nice. Her, her grandmother lives there. Fun. And so her mom, her 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 folks came as well, and they were just there for the Thursday show. We had lunch before they came, and then after, um, Sierra was like, you know, it's, I don't know, ten thirty. We've had a few drinks. We start walking to go meet a couple fans at a bar. But as we're walking to the bar, we're we're just walking three doors down from the from the city winery, the club, and we walk past this like well lit, galactic lit indoor mini golf place. Oh, and we're walking by it, and we're like, "What? What is this? <laughs> what is?" what is this place? And we're like, wow, this looks kind of fun. This looks kind of fun. Should we? Should we? And dude, we went in and they had these three nine hole golf courses set up inside all 
all kinds of fun gadgetry. The ball was electric, so it had sensors in it, and it was like you, it was like you were bowling. You know, on each hole, it would after you putt, it knew how many strokes you'd taken. Oh, cool! To get into the hole, so That's it would sick. say you got a three on this hole, and there were like bonuses for a hole in one, or if you went a certain direction, there was a hole where you had to like answer Very a trivia tech. question. It was all really That's well cool. thought out, and you know there was a DJ. There's a lot of young people in there. Whole food menu, incredibly good food. Um, and you could have beers brought to you. There's waiters and waitresses coming to you as you're putting. That's Little crazy. places to put your beer on each hole. You jump around. 25 bucks. We had the time of our fucking lives, dude. That's sick. And I, Sierra has not come on the road with me since I played Chicago about probably... Four and a half years ago. Wow. Which didn't go great. It was, we had a great time, but I had a hard time balancing the needs of, you know, sh showing her a good time and then also kind of making yeah. sure that I was well rested enough and prepared and totally. sort of had my own mental space to get ready for the shows. And that just kind of, I didn't know it how to do it that. It takes an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough because normally, like, Heading into a day of a night of shows, I'm in my hotel room just being quiet. Yeah. I go to the gym, I do a workout, and then I come back. I, you know, go through my set, I nap. Yeah. I just take it really easy. Yeah. And dude, it's funny. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to add it real quick. I remember the moment where like Hill Dog realized that. She's like, So what should we do today? I was like, Well, what we're going to do today is this. Yeah. And she was like, Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She might have been a little turned on, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, but, but seriously. It, it did not go that way for me. <laughs> to, to your point, though, it is like a slight adjustment and a reminder, not that they don't think this already, but that like this weekend needs to be structured in a certain way because we have to do hours of, or of oratory. It's a, it's, a work, it's a work trip, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, Fun work trip, but a work trip. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it, it doesn't lend itself well to like a romantic weekend because the best thing to do when you're in a foreign city with your significant other is probably to go out for meals. Right, and you go, can't go, go to, to a good restaurant. Not going we, to dinner. We can't go to dinner. Yeah. Because we have the shows during the entire time that we would be the eating dinner. dinner. Would happen, totally. So we've kind of just said, there's no real reason for her to come on the road with me. Um, But she came this time and dude, we went and did this putt-putt thing and we fucking had a ball. That's we sick. had a ball. We had some drinks. Then we sat down and ordered food. It was like midnight, but we I'd worked out and we, I hadn't eaten dinner. So we were like, well, we can kind of be bad, you know, let's be a little bad. <laughs> we did the buffalo chicken dip, and Sierra had the presence of mind to ask because they brought out a big bag of chips for us to have, a basket of <laughs> chips, and she was like, do you have any celery? And they were like, I don't know. And the guy went in the back, and he pulled out a bunch of, like, peppers and carrots and oh. celery and just, you know, made it a little less guilt guilty. Nice. And um, we had that, some flatbread pizza, some some brussels sprouts it was awesome dude we had the best time and then she <laughs> do you remember what the place was called it might have been the putt shack nice puttery it might have been the puttery i think they might have two of them it's the one that's right next to the city winery this one has fucking it's got a good website no so... that's that's not it okay that's not it there's just a lot of good mini golf apparently <laughs> in pittsburgh yeah in the strip is what it's called big so big mini golf scene. shout out to them and then last and not least i finished the shows on friday woke up at six in the morning on saturday and went and played oakmont 
Wow, which fun. to golf fans? Uh, well, no, was I thought that Sierra? She had left on Friday morning. Got it. She took a five thirty a.m. flight. Jesus, she Christ. had to go see you know be at a final dress fitting for her best friend. Got it. Wow, Man, dedication. Women will do. I mean, they will do anything for each other's weddings. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's inspiring. Um, but I get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I just I, I respect it. I we know. Respect we know. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went and played Oakmont. It is hallowed ground. I, I I don't know really how to describe it. One of the best golf courses I've ever played in the entire world. As good as anything I've ever played ever anywhere. And I've played some great places. Um, Sick. Shout out to the two awesome dudes that I was playing with, John and Troy, and our awesome caddy um jordan we had just a, a blast places filled with history they're playing the u.s open there in 2025 dustin johnson won in 2016 there everyone loves him there um just an amazing place and then flew home and and you know sort of had sunday at home so it was a really nice, good dude. really good weekend yeah. it sounded like that's a good format for you you know playing a little golf while no, i'm on like the road the, fr- the thursday friday yeah it's not back bad saturday i'm not know. really probably gonna do that very often uh because i'm not really supposed to be out of here on thursdays i don't think yeah, yeah. Uh, i'd like to be in the office on thursday um but yeah it was good it was nice to have saturday evening and sunday full day at home awesome dude played very some chill. tennis yesterday with sierra Sick, had a good time guys we've really been enjoying you sending us uh photos of your flight of hangobies mm. they really look nice together and they all have wonderful utility francis is even saying a lot of the time he can't go too hard drinking the drink in the calm because there's a little bit of melatonin in one of the components and it will actually help you go to bed. Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) A little gentle sleep aid to bring you down from a long day of stress. Uh, I actually love it and subscribe to it in a big way. It's got some chamomile, elderberry, and tart cherry, all the stuff that you need to uh, take the edge off your day. And we also love, of course, the essential in the wake. Uh, just a flavor for everything you're going for in your life. Yeah, they're so delicious. When I got home... Uh, from my from my long trip, the first thing I did was go talk to the plant boy and crack a hangobi. Wow! Uh, and it was a really nice moment. I did not feed the plant boy hangobi. I'm not sure if he's allowed to be drinking that. No, probably not. Uh, I would suspect that maybe he should not be doing that. But no. great for humans, great for parties, great for mixing with alcohol, and great for overall function with the body. Go to hangobi uh, hangobi dot com. That's h a n g o b i dot com to order your first case. You can use promo code Oops I'm hung. To get 30% off of your order. Wow. Uh, definitely recommend trying that out. You can also follow them on social uh, to watch clips of us talking about it, get product updates, and hear about the new partnerships. That's at hang.obi is their handle on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, and for store locator, you can go to hangobi.com slash pages slash store dash locator. Hangobi. Yeah. the It's funny. The Westward flight, like I got in yesterday at like 7 p.m., I got home, whatever. And like, I'm in bed at, at a, I stayed up to like a normal time. Went to bed probably 1030. And I woke up at like 745 with more energy than I've ever had in my life because of like the time difference. And now I think I'm just like a permanently a morning person until I fuck that up. You know? Dude, I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping really well and um, waking up early. And that, those, that time, I've said this before, from about 630 in the morning until 8. When the world hasn't yeah, started yet, so nice. I will just read my book in my chair and drink my coffee, and there is no better time of life. 
Dude, totally. There's it, you ease your way yeah. to the day. It is so amazing. Nice. So, dude, this is funny. Speaking of that, we were stayed in this town called Perast, which is close to Kotor, which I know you've been to yeah. in Montenegro. Uh, there's no cars allowed in the town. So like we had to park outside and then a golf cart comes, gets you. It's also walkable. Part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's gorgeous. The hotel we stayed in was a palace and it was just like very affordable. Like huh. the same hotel room in Lake Como would have cost probably five times more, I would say, wow. I would expect. So anyway, it's really quiet. They were telling us how quiet it is, how quiet it is. The night before we need to wait, we have to wake up at 4.15 to get to our flight on time. So we go to bed early. There's a fucking Russian wedding happening at the hotel. Oh, boy. And they are up the entire night. <laughs> and also playing like randomly, you just hear, all, all you really need is a little bit. Not a lot, baby girl. Just a little <laughs> the bit. The whisper song. Yeah, and you can find me in the club. Like you're hearing yeah, like these yeah. random like. So we're just kind of like, God damn it. But it's these people's wedding. We're not going to complain, right? Mm. So in the morning we get there. and I would have complained. <laughs> the guy's like. <laughs> How was your stale? Anything that we need improving, please let us know. And I'm like, well, this isn't your fault, but worth commenting on. The wedding was so loud, but it's a wedding, like whatever. And the guy goes, I don't know why they were playing 50 cents, but besides- <laughs> 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 like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But it was still, even though we didn't sleep well, it was nice to be awake that early, see the sun rise. Like, you know, I get why like old people do that. And it's probably just some natural thing. Do they get tired early or whatever? But like, that's like a classic example of like old people doing something well. Mm-hmm. They probably are like, you'll see how much mm-hmm. you're going to like the morning mm-hmm. one day, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that. Yeah. Okay, dude. So this is pretty great. On the flight back, I watched the show Frozen Planet 2. The BBC show. I'm not sure if it's out yet. Usually the BBC, Planet Earth, whatever, they come out later in America. Yeah. Ryan can double check on that for sure. It seemed like it's not out yet. Not sure. Um, yeah. See, that's correct. It's out. Oh, it is out. It came out in September. Oh, dude, it's fucking amazing. You got to see Frozen Planet 2 if you haven't watched it. There's one episode that rivals... Remember the story we told when we get, when we did the high episode oh about the... Uh, what's the biggest... Bird the, that fell. The, what's, what's the biggest bird called again? Condor? Mm, oh, interesting. I think that might actually be the biggest... No, Albatross. Okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a similar one... In the Frozen Planet, dude, that was like, I was like, this is the best filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. Wow. There's this herd of yaks. I think they're either in Siberia or in fucking Mongolia or wherever. It's freezing cold. And a grizzly bear is hunting down the yaks mm-hmm. to try to kill them. It's just woken up from hibernation. It's hungry. It's ready to go. So it's chasing down the pack. What typically ends up happening in these situations is the predator will find a baby and eat it. That's usually what ends up happening. They get the low-hanging fruit separated from the pack. Mm-hmm. So the bear gets this little yak and starts killing it savagely good there's three or four other little yaks around it and dude they're so young and little that they can't differentiate between friend and foe and they just stand there yeah and allow the bear to mow them down one at a time (laughs) dude it is one of the most tragic things i almost started sobbing oh my god on the flight i'm like this is so sad so only one or two escape this one escapes and it's trying to catch up with the pack, but it just can't catch up with the pack, dude. It's trying. It runs up the hill. It falls down. Mm-hmm. And you see it and you think it's about to freeze to death. And then out of nowhere, you just hear, <laughs> and the mother yak appears and rescues the yak. Uh... I just wanted to be like, let's go. <laughs> it was the most powerful fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. Uh-huh. And it was so 
uplifting and amazing. Oh, and I was like, how is this not won every award? Uh, how did they capture this? Isn't that amazing too, though, where I bet you that's there is that you were experiencing what we've talked about, which is the airplane heightened true sentimentality the susceptibility to emotions <laughs> yeah i will say hans hans zimmer original score it's okay. not all in my head no no it's no not all in I, my head i don't doubt it for a second <laughs> i'm just saying you were in the perfect setting for that to hit the way that the filmmaker wanted it to totally totally um very very true yeah but still really quality content dude. i believe it it's good to watch a good thing i was trying i really wanted to find the right movie something that like me but i just couldn't find it mm. sometimes it's tough dude. i agree i was uh i was in my hotel in pittsburgh and i just decided on on <laughs> friday that i would allow myself to be a complete and utter piece of shit <laughs> i haven't done that in a long long time i haven't had utter sovereignty and indifference Utter sovereignty over my day and indifference to health and following <laughs> the right path. And I had woken up early. What day is this? Friday. And I'd wrote, written a couple blogs. So I felt like I'd done some good work. And then um, in the afternoon, I just sort of said, oh, I'm hungry. Well, I don't really care to leave the hotel again and go find a good restaurant and eat alone. So I'm just going to get under covers and order room service lunch, which I did. And I had the guy read the menu to me on the phone. And I ordered the tomato soup with the gr with a grilled cheese. <laughs> Yum. I ordered a uh, ahi tuna tostada. Mm. I ordered... Um, some uh, uh, with a, a french fries i guess uh and and then i and then i had um a are, salad are you, yes are you sure yeah well because i changed my order a bunch of times i was what, thinking what I are these i was thinking what? i was gonna get the wagyu double double stack burger <laughs> nice, nice, and when nice. i when i when i went with the ahi tuna tostada instead that opened me up to have fries because mm -hmm. I had substituted for a healthier thing and I had said I couldn't get fries if I was doing the burger. Um, but once I got the toast out, I had it. And then I also had, oh, I had, I ordered the asparagus uh, salad. And dude, these things, each one of these portions was fucking gigantic. I don't know what <laughs> this place was doing, not telling me like, hey, that's a lot of food. This is a family style order. Yeah, the tostada <laughs> was on a slice of bread that you ever see those big loaves of sourdough? Mm. Oh yeah. So you know how typically um, what they'll do is if you get to that middle part of the huge loaf, you know, if you were to cut it a whole slice across of it, it would be like that. Oh yeah. It'd be like a football, <laughs> and then they would cut that in half, and then they would fold that over, and that's oh, your sandwich. Delicious. Yeah. But it's a tostada. So it's the whole plate of bread with all kinds of tuna and bullshit on top of it. And I mean that on top Damn. of all the other stuff. And the, the grilled cheese was huge. And it was a ton of <laughs> tomato soup. Some good eating. And dude, I'm eating under covers. <laughs> I rented John Wick 4 How was for it? $25. Oh my God. Was it good? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. It's fine. Do you like John Wick 1? I loved the first yeah, three, yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe I'm just too old now. 
mm-hmm. to be able to have my attention held yeah. by something that is that. Also, the TV was mediocre. I was going to say. That and hurts. I think you need to be in a theater mm-hmm. or have a big TV to see the brilliance the of Wickery. the fight choreography and you know the fact that he's like pushing guys helmets up to shoot them in the throat because <laughs> everybody's bulletproof in the movie i don't yeah. really understand why but um Sick. anyway so it was a treat you know i'm using the fucking comforter as a napkin <laughs> just about not not really yeah, yeah. not to be a total asshole but like <laughs> there were some stains happening and i was like eh. Eh. Dude, I just I picture you like just drowning in food and fucking John Wick doing some sick thing. You're like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. That's what it is. I'm dipping a whole fucking fist of fries and mayonnaise and just oh, eating that and then flipping them around the other side. And then, uh, you know, three quarters of the way through the movie, even though it's one of the most action packed, frenetic <laughs> movies, the food has caused me to be exhausted. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, what do I do? Oh, I'll just pause this, turn the movie off, and sleep. And dude, I slept from like four thirty till six p.m. Nice. And I woke up and I'm like, "What planet am I oh on?" Oh my god! There's fucking French fries and crumbs in did the. Did you bed. like? Feel, did you wish you hadn't done it from an energy perspective for the show? No, it's fine. That was fine. That would have fucked. That could probably would have fucked me up. I for knew the show. I'd get it together, yeah. but. I had also napped on on Thursday afternoon because I woke up for an early flight. And I'll tell you, man, I napped when I got home from the flight on Saturday in home. And on Sunday, by about 4 o'clock, my body said, aren't we napping? Oh, nice. My body had had adjusted to me taking an afternoon nap. New routine. And I was like, hold on, pal. No. No, 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 no. (laughs) We're not an infant. (laughs) We don't get to nap at 4 p.m. That's funny. So it's taking, it was, it very quickly had adjusted to assuming there would be an afternoon nap. Dude, amazing. Napping, man. Napping is nice. What a treat that is. Um, Should we wrap it up? What do you think? Wrap it. Wrap it up. Hoops Podcast, we love you guys. Uh, we maybe have some facts with Ryan. Got a couple. Got a couple. So you can buy beluga caviar on a certain website for as little as $830 per eight grams. Jesus. One kilogram is worth $24,000 on their website. <laughs> wow. And if you can't visualize it, it's about the size of a pineapple. Are you not saying the website because it's like illegal? No, it's legal. It's called Marty's. <laughs> <laughs> um... D- D.C. is the most common state slash district in America where you'll find a man named Jamal. What? It's 34.27 in every 100,000 Washington- Washingtonians, Washingtonians oh. have that name. Wow. My friend Jamal's from D.C. Yeah. Or was. Yeah, yeah. That's a very and- good fact of that. <laughs> That's a good fact of Ryan. Yeah. And uh, Frederick Jones invented the ticket dispensing machine on June 27th, 1939. Wow, old Freddie Jones. Good old Freddie Jones. Uh, What do you got coming up on the road, Francis? Let's see. Nothing for a while. Uh, Things are pretty chill until the fall, uh, at which point I will kick back off again. Second leg of the Hero We Need Tour will be in Phoenix, Arizona, September 20th weekend. Then on from there to Boston and uh, Providence and... Uh, Toronto, and probably going to do a big New York show as well. 
Um, so, guys, keep an eye out for that. Hitting the home front. Um, all the big stops in the fall. Tickets will be available at FrancisEllis.com. And, Julia, what about awesome. you? I got uh, Vulcan Gas Company, July 14th. Two shows uh, in Austin, Texas. Really looking forward to that. I'm going to add a New York City show in August. It's probably going to be at the stand. That will be like a proper like headliner set still, so it'll be like a long show worth coming to. Uh, I'm going to announce more about that soon. I'm hoping to get Toronto in the books very soon. And then this fall, uh, right now I have Detroit, Seattle, St. Pete, Florida, uh, and a couple other things that are going to get added on as well. So I look forward to seeing you guys at those. We'll be adding uh, more dates to the website. Oops Podcast, we love you. Talk to you soon.